Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host Sean Gomery here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, we had to do this on a Friday night, Saturday morning for y'all when you listen on demand, uh, because we had the big old storm, even though really here in Miami, we didn't get a, a whole lot, you know, some, some pretty typical stuff really, other than like some strong wind. But, uh, my heart goes out to everybody that's in Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, Cape Coral, uh, even Orlando and, uh, all that area got tremendous flooding. I don't know if you've seen it, Mark, but Fort Myers Beach is absolutely, uh, not the same, just desecrated. It looks absolutely terrible. It feels so terrible for all those people that just lost their homes. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible what, um, hurricanes can do. And if, uh, you know, you were doubting climate change, that's, uh, right there. That's why I don't live in an area that can be hit by one. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you live in one where you could have, you know, like a massive blizzard or snowstorm or something or. Um, yes, but yeah, <laughs> but the landscape does not change, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, and now it's hitting what North Carolina, South Carolina, so people already have no power, and it's flooding beaches and everything. So, uh not not great at all. Um, so just wanted to put that out of the way. Uh, thankfully, both um two members of our network here, Mark Radlich and his family, was not. Uh, tremendously affected. He got lucky that it actually, the big part of it hit underneath Tampa and not right on Tampa. And then uh, Ethan, that does uh, one half of the Tata Keiki, he lives in Orlando. And luckily for him, it, it wasn't anything major as well. So um, that being said, we are going to talk about video games here. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way. If this is your first time or your hundredth time. We appreciate you either way. Thank you always for listening and or, and or watching. Uh, you can watch this on Twitch when we go live. Uh, you can also watch this on our Facebook, uh, W10 Network on Facebook, W10 Network on Twitch, uh, on my Twitter, W10 Sean, uh, Marcus at Humanity Play if you want to follow him. And, uh, you know, so. You can watch us live there. You can watch us later on YouTube as well, the W10 Network YouTube. And then also you can watch us, uh, you know, whenever it is you want on demand there. And you can also listen on the podcast. So uh podcast doesn't always come out. It, most of the time it doesn't come out like directly uh, along with the video. It comes out like perhaps hours or a day later. So that's uh, one thing I'll go ahead and put out right now. But you do get to listen to it on whatever service you want to listen to it on whether it's apple google iHeartRadio, spotify uh we do appreciate all you guys that listen through any of those services and well we got plenty to talk about here lots of cloud gaming stuff and the major thing is going to be google finally uh doing something we kind of thought was inevitable from the start stadia getting shut down skull and bones is delayed once again also unsurprisingly i guess and quite a bit more to talk about here right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. So, well, we might as well just go ahead and get started right here. Not, uh, what, a few days ago. 
Google announced basically in a in a tweet that came in through an email that was sent to everybody else, the developers and people that actually own Stadia, uh, whether it's the console or games or both, that as of January 18, 2023, Google Stadia will be no more. And Mark, we kind of said it from the beginning that this was going to, this was a, sort of inevitable because of the way that they brought this thing out. The entire press conference for it felt like a lot of features that a lot of people weren't going to be asking for. And then some that just never materialized as well. I, what do you think went wrong when you look at Stadia? Uh, everything. <laughs> they were trying to solve a problem that like no one was asking for or like no one was wanting to be fixed. And the fact that they were charging like full prices for games was like crazy. If it had been lower or possibly the subscription that like Luna is doing, maybe, but no. <laughs> and it just never caught on. <laughs> I mean, technically, it does have a subscription. Yeah, but did. like a worthwhile uh, one, or you know, yeah. you get more than one game, one crappy free game a month that you know you've barely heard of. Yeah, I mean, it's like it felt as if Stadia launched, and okay, cool. There's Stadia coming. Oh, it's a cloud gaming service. Oh, there's other cloud gaming services that also exist. And hey, we're not really the only thing we're going to do different from those things is, hey, you get to pay for your games. So you sort of own them. And except not really. Yeah, except not. But at least they're refunding everyone. That is they could have taken that money and ran if they wanted to. But they're refunding everyone, even the hardware, not just the games. Uh, I saw someone that had I think it was like thousands spent in games so you could say the people that that had stadia liked it and used it but and, there was four people yeah. <laughs> i know i wouldn't say it was four um there was a lot of developers that were making things for stadia um not exclusive but you know they were making them and then also i think you know you have people that saying they were like during the pandemic it was great because you could use it as a way to test your game I think we should really think about that. Like this did have a purpose. Like it's not like the the technology worked, right? It's just Google did a really bad job of selling it. The technology worked, sure, but it, again, it's just as it's it's trying to solve a problem for like which no one is really asking for, and it's like who's the person going like I want to play new games, but I don't want to buy a game console or a PC, and it's like well if you, you want to play games, you're, you're gonna have to do one of those two things. And, you know, buying some $50 dongle and crappy controller doesn't solve the problem. Especially since, like, you know, half the game, or not half, but, like, a good chunk of those games don't work well on Stadia to begin with. Because they require, like, good timing. Or, you know, no frame rate issues. Yeah, I think the the big part of it also is just, let think about it in a way of, you don't have something like... GeForce Now that is taking games that you already own and allowing you to play them through a stream, right? And then you also don't have the being able to, like Xbox Game Pass, right? You're taking it's part of another service that already has games on it, and it's just a feature of that service. So if you don't have a console, 
and you want to play on your phone or you want to play on your browser, you can, right? You can just subscribe to Game Pass. But it also has something if you have a really good PC or you have the console, you can kind of do something with that. And they are going to be able to eventually have the dongle and all that stuff. I think Sadia, what really hurt it too is also none of it, nothing that it's coming out is exclusive, right? Nothing yeah, about it is like, special. When it launched, it had like one exclusive game that like no one cared about, or maybe I think like two, like some, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny to find out later that, you know, Jade Raven was signed her contract with Google like a week before the event where they showed it off. Um, yeah. and then, Pretty quickly, they just dissolve all the studios because Google didn't realize that it was apparently very expensive to make games. And it's weird that you have somebody like Phil Harrison as the head of your whole gaming side. And you mean you couldn't ask him how much it cost when he he helped put out two consoles, uh, PS3 and an Xbox One, and how much of a debacle uh, the launches of those were and how you know, you're going to know that you're going to have to like produce stuff constantly in order to get people to keep doing things with your service. And that was the thing. Like it didn't have enough games. Your Stadia Pro thing was nowhere near as good as what other, what even Amazon Luna can offer. But I've used Luna before. It's actually pretty good. And I mean, Stadia sounded, people said Stadia is more or less fine, except for, you know, racing games, fighting games. Oh well, yeah, the, the stuff that <laughs> unless you have really, really good internet, you're not going to be able to do a lot with because you still have the lag and, and other things with it. But it sucks for people that really liked it. It sucks for developers that didn't know until like, like the moment that announcement that their game yeah. that they, what was it? Uh, the Saints Row or no play on announce like- something. Plan announced something that was coming at to Stadia, and then they had a funny meme like a week later. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> so after the announcement, because they didn't let anybody know beforehand, they just oh hey, it's it's getting shut down. I mean, it's not immediate, but they're shutting it down. So uh, you have until January 18, twenty twenty three, to play your games on there before they are no longer part of that service. You are getting your money back, so then you can, I guess, go ahead and and buy those games on a PC or or wherever else you want to play those. But I think Ubisoft has said they're also going to try to transition people like who have Ubisoft games to their platform if you want. Yeah, the Ubisoft Plus thing. The one good thing about it, it was like the one place you could play Cyberpunk. Uh, where it actually worked aside from PC when it first came out. So that helped it gain a lot of traction there as well. Yeah, I, I just think it was one of those where like Google just didn't realize how much of an undertaking this is and how much you're not going to get something out of it right away. And they probably, yeah. I mean, they probably expected it to be like Google Mark, Google Play Store or something like that. Right, where people were just going to like... Fu- but even then, like you know that there are other players in this market, right? Like Apple dwarfs them and every time there is uh, a new mpd and that's just here who knows what's happening in other countries we get numbers that google play store numbers that keep going down and down and down and apples are barely if they're losing anything it's barely anything like a couple percents you know because apple has that much domination of the market 
you know, whereas like the market's already dominated by PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC, like you're coming in and you're trying to be your own store, your own version of Steam, but for cloud gaming, and you have nothing that's exclusive to it. Why do I need to? I mean, we we could talk. I know you hate them, and but even Epic has its exclusives. Yes, they're buying uh, that, but Google didn't didn't play that game. You know, uh, apparently there's a rumor that they tried to make a deal with Activision until Microsoft came and bought them. Would that have given them a big lifeline? Sure. No, probably. I think it would have really yeah. pissed people off, actually, because then you're like locked into the service that no one wanted. Well, I mean, it would have given them a lifeline to be like, OK, well, you got to figure out, do you get Stadia or I, I can't imagine that it was going to be like exclusive and it wasn't going to be on any other consoles or PC or something that there was there had to be something to that. I can't imagine activists is just going to blow. I mean, they have those deals with PlayStation so that they had they couldn't have possibly uh, made that an exclusive thing. But the fact that they were going to get like Activision games on there for a certain amount of time, maybe that would have helped. But I think people just aren't ready for cloud gaming in that capacity yet. The way Game Pass does it, where it's an option, the way GeForce does it, it's an option, right? Or it's you're using stuff you already have and getting to play it on something else because you're not at home on your PC. And even then, not everything works on GeForce now, right? So... Like, I guess just to put a cap on it, do you think, uh, I mean, they've talked about using this technology in other other places for Google. They've talked about uh, that apparently the, the employees of Stadia are going to be able to get jobs in other places in Google. Yeah. The, like, yeah. I, I saw, uh, I think I heard Jeff Gersman talk about it some, like, it could be used for, like, video editing. Right. You know, some some type of app or some type of thing that doesn't require like the lowest latency possible or something like that, you know, or even like education. Yeah. I, it sucks that it, it didn't work well as a, a gaming platform. I mean, it, it did for, for the time that it existed, but it, it's actually sad that it didn't even last as long as some other failed Google projects. Apparently by the time it goes down, it will have been 10 months less than a lot of other Google things uh, that yeah. have been around and failed. So. Yep, it goes to show. I wonder if that means there's any kind of time ticking for Amazon Luna at all, or if Amazon's going to keep propping that up with Twitch. Or, but you know, considering Twitch has been going through some bad uh, PR lately after the stuff with the you know dropping gambling and then also increasing uh, lowering the the revenue for the streamers. So we'll see uh, how that goes anyway. But. Since we're already talking about cloud gaming, just so we can go ahead and get that kind stuff of bring, out of the way. Mixer. <laughs> yeah, if there was ever a time for Microsoft to have actually kept Mixer going, uh, this was the time, perhaps. Uh, so, it basically, as always seems to happen, right after we did the show, the next morning, uh, Logitech announced a cloud gaming device. And then later that week, um, um, Razer also announced an, another basically like cloud gaming device. Uh, the Logitech one costs $350. The Razer yeah. one hasn't been like announced yet. Or I mean, yeah. it, they, they said it was good coming out, but they didn't like show it off or display price or anything. So right. They've announced that it's like a, the Razer edge 5g 
you're going to be able to play games in the cloud despite the 5G focus. Verizon is the one providing the the 5G service, um, and you can download games to it, unlike the Logitech G, where that's all streaming. So they're going to actually do the reveal October 15th, so we won't get um, the full like details of it until then, but it is supposed to be using a Snapdragon G3X Gen 1. The Logitech G, it's too much money. Uh, uh, that, is. and also, yeah. if the lack of like a network is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, the fact that you can only use it in your house uh, really limits what you're going to do with it. Uh, yeah. There are people that, like, I really don't, uh, I wind up using my Switch more than, say, the, the Xbox app on my phone, uh, because I don't want to be using my phone to game, really. So, You yeah. have a laptop. <laughs> well, I have my laptop, but I can't, okay, so if I go somewhere, right, where my laptop is not with me, I can't, I'm only playing, I, I either take my Switch with me or I don't play anything because I don't really want to use my phone to game because then if I get notifications from work or something else, I can't, uh, it, it's annoying to, to look through and get off the game and whatever. So um, even then it drains your battery life on your phone. So that's not something I really want to deal with either. So having a dedicated like cloud device is actually sort of interesting to me. And having a 12-hour-plus battery life is really good because I have the original Switch and it very last three hours. But $350 is ridiculous. Now, I get it. I get the explanation, right, of, oh, well, they're not tied to any company, so they're not going to make money off the games and be able to suffer a loss or whatever. I don't know. I just think that charging anything more than 250 uh, you're asking for nobody to buy this. Um, yeah, especially since it doesn't have, like, I mean, for $50 more, you can get a Steam Deck, which exactly. is infinitely more useful. <laughs> yeah, you can get a Steam Deck. Um, yeah, the battery life's not great on the Steam Deck, but it just, if you're going to come out with one of these, you, really, you either got to really go gung-ho and have a lot of great features, Aside from just saying, oh, we're going to work with Xbox, and we're going to work with Steam, and we're going to work with this to get it to 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 be great, you know, you're not giving us really anything. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It just... Yeah. I mean, the Logitech one in particular seems like a wash because it has no... It, it only is streaming. And if you can't have 5G, like the Razer one, then there's no point. Like, it has yeah. no storage. You can't, like, download a game to it. So. Yeah, I mean, and I understand sort of the whole, like, okay, I mean, I'm cool with not downloading a game if you're only going to be streaming and you're going to be in your house and you're going to be using your house's Wi-Fi and you would assume if you're buying this, it's because you have really good, uh, you know, internet. You're not buying this if you have, like, 10 megabyte, you know, the the most basic thing your internet provider, you know, gives you. Quite frankly... They don't, they just don't, it, there's, it doesn't have a like audience. When you, when you look at that, you go, who's this for? Like yeah. nobody. Because, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's my thing is like, it, if they had some, if it was cheaper and you could say, okay, cool, I'm not paying that much for something where I can just play games on it and I don't have to use my phone, but not at $350. I can buy, I can buy a, 
I can buy a Series S for less than that. I can buy a Switch, uh, the the OLED. I could buy, you know, for fifty more dollars, I could buy a PS Five. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, it it was nobody thought that through, and we're just worried about the loss of hardware or the loss of money. And yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway. You see the uh, Kotaku article saying like everyone's making a new PlayStation Vita, but Sony about these two yeah. things. And it's like, yeah, because Sony tried and failed. Like, just like these two things are going to fail. Like, yeah, they, this isn't and, like rocket science. Like, at least the Logitech ones, I will be very surprised if there is a decent sales number for that. Um, yeah. Maybe the mobile one, the, the Razer one will be okay, but. I mean, um, also, yeah. even if, like, I think the inertia with the Steam Deck is just too much, also, at least for this, this specific market. Yeah, I mean, if there is somebody that could do one, they they won't. But Microsoft could do one, price it cheaply, and have it be an official like Game Pass machine. And maybe if they yeah. get it to work with Steam, you know, they could sell it. No, but, I bet I don't think they get to work with Steam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would I literally mean, be a direct competitor with the Steam Deck. So yeah, well, who knows? I you know, money talks. So. I wouldn't say no to that idea, but I don't. Microsoft won't do it. It would be very surprising if they did, uh, you know especially when it? Sega. Ooh, Sega, yeah, exactly. Game Gear Two. Yeah, have the game. Have the game. Yep, we haven't done anything hardware-wise in a while, except for you know bringing out the old, you know Genesis Mini or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's just do a Game Gear uh, Mini or whatnot. So. Or they already yeah. did those. Those are those are bad. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's right. They did do that. In the... Yeah, in Japan, they had like four games per console. Like, you would oh, that's then, right. Yeah, like, and they, they were like, like in chal or something, or you know, some yeah. stupid size. Like, how am I going to see this screen again? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you, didn't learn, you didn't learn Nintendo's mistake with the Game Boy Micro, like <laughs> exactly. I guess not. Well, Embracer has. One positive and one negative this week. Uh, Tiny Tina apparently has done so well that they're going to do a franchise of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I still need to play this game. No, you don't. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> you keep saying I don't, but... you played a Borderlands game, so you're there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I still am enthused by the premise. Like, I like the fact that we're going more you know, magic-based and all that stuff. Yeah, I know it's still kind of shooting and, and whatnot, but I don't know. If it gets down to a low enough price, I think I'd go I for mean, it. I it feels like, yeah, 10 bucks, and sure, but... Yeah. I mean, it's good that it's so well. It's good that people are, are going for it, and they they did a spinoff that, that did well, so they're going to do what Gearbox has been doing, just keep making run stuff it, for it until... Run it into the ground. <laughs> exactly. I will say I'm I'm still excited for that new Tales of the Borderlands. I'm not uh, because not? they're writing it. So uh, yeah, that's true. Um, like once 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 Randy Pitchford just said like oh we're we're you know handling the writing. It's like okay, well I can check out of this well, now. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't gonna be Telltale doing it. It it would have been nice, or if they said like we got the writer from the first game. <laughs> but like okay, maybe you have something there. You know they're gonna have like you know claptrap. All in that game, making dumb puns. I was like, like, "Oh Christ, kill me now!" <laughs> oh yeah, you d- you know that they're gonna have uh, stuff like that. All, all mean, the quote unquote favorites. <laughs> some of the characters are 
interesting that they're putting into this new game. I wonder if it's going to have anything to do with the old Tales of the Borderlands at all. Or I'm sure there'll be a cameo, or there'll be like, I don't think it'll, it'll have like Reese or the girl or anything, but I'm sure, you know, there'll be like a scene or like in the background, it'll be like Reese's picture or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe like Loader Bot will come up. Yeah, just it it makes me like just curious to see because I really like that game. So I'm sort of it's just coming out in that month where there's just everything. So yeah. you got to pick and choose uh, what you're getting uh, for sure. Like I can't even, um, you know, I'm intrigued by some of these Square Enix games that are coming out here all at the end of the month. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even know if I can go for Harvest Stella because it's just too much coming out. I have to, and plus, you know, God of War coming out in November. I gotta make sure, uh, save for that, uh, as well. But (laughs) yeah, that's the important one for sure. On the other side of the coin for Embracer Group, when you own so many things, you're bound to have some kind of negative press at some point or another. Saints Row, uh, did not do well. The biggest hit Uh, of the year. (laughs) And their Embracer Group CEO, Lars Winsfors, even uh, said he is personally disappointed by the reception. You know, Volition and Deep Silver's new Saints Row. Uh, a lot of complaints about it, for the most part. It doesn't seem like there's really a lot of positives from, you know, reviews I, and what I've seen of it. The only positive, and this is the weirdest one, is I've seen people really compliment the game on its, like, creativity. Not, not, well, not creativity, but, like, the, the fact that, like, customization options. And it's bizarre because it's like you could do that in every saints row game like this isn't new like, right. i guess they may give you more parts or maybe like one or two more options but it's like yeah do this in any game any of those games like you know saints row 3 had like seven voices same with saints row 4 like this isn't like a new concept for the series <laughs> i mean it's definitely not yeah go no, i was gonna say I had a, not an argument but a debate with another reviewer on her like facebook page about it because she pointed out like on her review she's like oh you can customize your character like really in in depthly right and i was i was like i didn't attack her because she was a facebook friend but i was just like you can do this in every game like this isn't new (laughs) and i saw that i mean that was one of the things they were touting about this is that you had a lot of creativity with the yeah but the only like new thing you could do is like customize your guns and it doesn't sound like you you could do that like that well right so, yeah, it's just odd. Uh, I don't think they gave Saints Row either enough time, enough money, or enough good people to, like, make it. I, I mean, I think they also, like, they couldn't go to the extremes that the Saints Row games have gone in the past, I feel like, because it... Well, I it, I, I don't mind it being a more grounded, well, pardon me, a more grounded game. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, this superhero thing that Saints Row 4 was. Or even like the weird, you know, Saints Row Three is kind of grounded, but it gets crazy after like the second mission. So, like, I don't mind that if it's like going back to kind of its roots, but it sounded just terrible, like the the way they tried to do it. So it's like this doesn't quite work. <laughs> uh, I mean, it it's one of those things where he's still kind of hoping that in November they find out some better information, but right now it's kind of like that. The way it's been since the beginning, it's very polarizing, very much a mixed bag reception for this game. I don't think we're going to be seeing it on a lot of, you know, end of the year lists or anything from a lot You're of people. You're telling me the studio yeah. that put out Agents of Mayhem made another bad game? 
speaking of end of the year list, this isn't in our news, but I'll point it out real quick that Ubisoft is releasing like Far Cry Six Game of the Year edition, oh, and it's boy. like who, what publication or website or whoever had Far Cry Six as Game of the Year other than Ubisoft? <laughs> yeah, nobody. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> You could just say like special edition or something. I like or like complete people, package or complete, yeah, you know, something like that. The complete like, edition, on, like you know, game of the year edition. Yeah, man, nobody uh, that year had it. That's game yeah. of the year. You're, you're wait for the same sort of game yourself. of the year edition. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's what we get. Um, but hey, thank you for bringing up Ubisoft here. Skull and Bones has been delayed again. Mark, how? Not surprised, are you? Like but I said online, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's unfortunate that we have to keep talking about this game in Period. this manner. <laughs> Period. Uh, <laughs> End right there. <laughs> well, hey, there are still developers working on this game. I don't want to like just hate on that. Uh, I'm sure that they I'm are. I'm sure they're chained to a desk in Shanghai somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Not a great look when you thought, okay, they just made the whole big deal about releasing this gameplay trailer and I mean uh, they gave a definitive release date a few months ago whenever the hell they released that trailer not only a trailer like they released a like a story trailer they released like gameplay footage all of that and then go okay it is coming out the day before God of War comes out um, November 8th that's it it's coming and then all of a sudden, oh, well, it's not ready. And we're moving it to March 9, 2023, which I guess they want to make sure it comes out in this fiscal year so they don't lose anything else from it. But hey, still think it'll, still think it'll release on Stadia? Uh, I don't, I, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense to release any games on Stadia because then people are well, no, buying stuff true. on, yeah. Yeah, if it's going to release on March 9th, you know, that'll be two months after Stadia goes down. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, if they had released, I, yeah, I think I wonder how they're going to do that. Are they going to even just? I guess they're not going to release anything else on Stadia, right? Because then you'd have to refund that if somebody buys it. Well, the store you can't yeah. even buy anything on Stadia anymore. Like the store's already taken offline. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they're just letting you only play what you bought right. yep. in your library. So, but either way, um, Ubisoft, give them credit. At least they're not just putting it out there to die. Uh, they have realized that, you know, they have the ability to give games life after they launch, but you want to launch them in the best position possible. Um, I feel bad for that studio at this point. You're just continually working on this game that you don't know what the reception of it is going to be. Um, because it is, it does feel like it's missing a lot from things that you see. And yeah, I, you I have know. a sneaking suspicion it's not going to be the most positive reception. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to know, like, if there are, if you out there are excited for Skull and Bones, please let me know. Please hit me at W Tim Sean or hit up Mark and like, let us know. Are you excited for this game? <laughs> the, the 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 thing is, is I like the pirate stuff in Assassin's Creed Four. Right, me too. But it it goes hand in hand with there being like you know third person melee combat, like you're taking over the opponent ship or you know stuff like that. Like, I didn't find the naval combat like that wholly interesting. I thought it was fine. Yeah. But. And this is more like PvP as well, right? You're, you're trying to level up in, in like, 
your ranking and so you can build a better ship and all that stuff. It's not part of a, I guess, grandeur story. It's more of the Titanfall one. Oh, there'll be story around it, but that's not right. really the whole point of the game. So I still don't like, I guess with Sea of Thieves, like there is a kind of communal aspect or, you know, partner up with your friends, right? but they've announced that for this game at all. It's not like, Oh, you and your friends can, Hang out on your on your ship and do different sh- different crap. Yeah, so it doesn't I, feel like that's what this is for at all. Yeah, yeah. So I think like them trying to blow out basically what was like a mini game. I mean, almost and like an AC four has always been like a bad move. Like always not gone is gonna good could do well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they're saying they did take uh, feedback from those technical tests and people that are on the insider program uh, and decided it, to delay it. But it's like uh, when CD Projekt Red tried to make Gwent into an actual game. It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, to be fair, they did support it for a while, for like a year or two. But that was yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, that's a year or two longer than I think most of us thought it was going to last. So yeah, that's something at least. Um, and there's going to be possibly WWE wrestlers in Rainbow Six Siege. Hey, get that. I want to I have him in Skull and Bones instead. They've shown uh, some models of The Undertaker and Becky Lynch so far. Um, these are all just, th- this is leaks. It's not. Yeah, it's rumored you know. so far, but I mean, if they're putting yeah. John Cena in fucking Fortnite, then anything's possible. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, we kind of know that the that deal with 2K and WWE has not been. That great. I mean, two K, two K twenty three. You know, two K twenty two was much better than you know the previous all the others eight games. Part, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it says a whole lot either. When look at the what they produced, you know, the last couple of years prior. It wasn't, yeah. So I mean, at least WWE's being smart and being like, hey, can we start taking our license other places because. Just doing it off this one game is not helping us. Uh, when are they going to put Finn Balor in Mario Kart? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day. Oh, why not? They'll just make a WWE Kart yeah, racing Kart game. Too. Yeah, other other people are doing it at this point, so why not? I mean, there's a Paw Patrol one, so I guess WWE wouldn't uh, be too far from there. Uh, speaking of other multiplayer games, Overwatch 2 uh, keeps getting bad press for itself. Um, first they revealed the, you have to have a mobile phone and provide your phone number, uh, in order to, I mean, I don't care about this. I, you know, other companies have all my information probably, uh, yeah, because, that's, that's you know, that's worked out well for me with my Facebook problem, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, at the, on the face of it, should you really worry about this stuff other than, you know, you know, possibility of them getting hacked, but all these other freaking social media things that you're on. Yeah. Could it go bad? Definitely. But this is kind of in combination with this other announcement that they made this week of overwatch two players that are new to the series. They don't have any data from overwatch one and they're getting into it the first time because this game is going to be free to play. You're going to have to play a hundred matches to unlock all of the original heroes. Um, and then you won't be able to do, you know, have features like in-game chat or competitive mode, um, until you've met certain requirements. Um, this is basically to help like prevent 
having uh, people have accounts that are there to be a nuisance. Um, I mean, as somebody that does play Overwatch, Mark, like, how do you feel about this? Like, if you were a new to this game, to, would this deter you at all? Or I would say, for me personally, the first prop, the first, like, the number thing is kind of onerous, just because it's kind of it's dumb. Like, I already have their Blizzard Authenticator. Like, that should be good enough. The second one, I, I kind of see it more, or see it that's slightly more valid. I don't think 100, 100 matches is good. Like, that's that's too much, personally. That game has, like, 30 characters already, or maybe, like, 25 or something. Like, that's a lot. And if you're kind of thrown into the deep end, you're going to go, like, how do any of these characters play? Especially since, like, this thing isn't launching with the story mode. It's just the online thing. Yeah. I mean, is the story mode going to come at all, or it's always just going to be... No, it's supposed yeah. to come like later. I think like next year. Ah, okay. They're doing the Halo Infinite thing, which was working out well for them. Uh, I mean, to be fair, we don't know how many heroes it's going to launch with, so that might well, be all, all, all the Overwatch One ones for one. Why? But okay, I'm talking about yeah, the I new think like one new one. <laughs> well, they got to launch with a little bit more because if you're new, right, you can't just everybody's going to play as the one character. No, because. Who knows if that character will be good or not, or you know, will. But people like, I mean, established players have like they know who they like to play as, right? Exactly. So your... I imagine like when you if if you're like a new player, you'll start off with like five characters, like the most like basic character, like Soldier seventy six or like you know Mercy or you know the most like basic archetype characters, and then kind of branch out from there. Right. They should do it intelligently and just go like, who looks interesting to you. Like, look at all these characters, pick one, and then yeah. stick with it for, like, five or ten like, rounds. Wh- which one speaks to you, and then you, you know, go on. I kind of yeah. agree the whole, like, let's do this to try to prevent, you know, having beating yeah, and scammers like, and all that stuff. I mean, that's yeah, a good Yeah, Overwatch idea. 2 will launch with 35 characters. Okay. Yo, that's a lot, <laughs> you know? like. Well, how many of them were the original characters? 32. Okay, so you're getting three of the new characters, yeah, at least. But I mean, is is this like getting you excited to play Overwatch again, or not really? Yeah. I, I don't know if I actually like battle passes that much. I, I think I, I think the idea of them is interesting, but like they always have like one or two requirements that like are insanely hard or like just require a ton of grinding that I don't like to do. And that's like, the way you're going to be unlocking the new characters, right, with the battle pass. I think the first one, not like. The first one is like you can unlock with the battle pass, but if you already have Overwatch one, you'll just get it. You'll get the character already. But yeah, the next characters, you know, that that's how you do it. I don't know. They've not they well, the loot boxes are gone completely. Yeah. But it's like how you know, I don't like the idea of having to like unlock crap for characters that I'm never gonna like use with a battle right. pass. Like I like playing as one of the healer characters, Mercy, and it's like well. This battle pass only has like one unlock for her, and she's like, like level forty six in this f- level fifty battle pass. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think these things are good in theory. What matters is the game comes out and people are into it again. Which, you know, yeah. Overwatch hasn't been doing too well. <laughs> Problem with like maps, also like that. Like at a certain point, they just stopped working on it, so they didn't have a ton of maps in the game or. Maps were like locked off to specific play styles or you know round types, so right that was kind of an issue. Yeah, they definitely got to provide more, and 
you know, that's going to be Microsoft's thing at some point, even though they, they're still having that battle with uh, Europe on whether it's going to get approved or not. But it feels like it's just inevitable and Sony's just done their, their part to stall it. Uh, whether it goes into phase two investigation or not, we'll have to see. They set a date on November 8th. Um, but either way, I feel like we're still going to get that approved. And eventually Microsoft is going to face the same problem as Halo Infinite, where do you want to repeat this again? Where you have all these things that you're promising and then they don't come out and then you're having to delay it. And so a beast you have to contend with at some point there. Ah, hey, they did release the, uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Dragonflight release say November 28th. I look forward to reviewing it. I'm trying to clear up enough hard drive space to install WoW again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you ready to, to play as a dragon race and get down there? And... Not really. No. Like, I, I like playing like my character. So, like, I mean, right. I'll play enough of the new, the Draxor or whatever the fuck they're called, like, till like, I get them, how they operate differently. But I don't know, I just like playing my character. So I'll just explore the new lands with, like, you know, that with my guy and go from there. And hopefully it's less busted than the last two expansions have been, which have not been overly positive, let's say. Yeah, I mean, I hope that it is positive, considering, you know, work. I they really need to improve this. I think it's really funny that they're like, oh, it's like we're bringing talent trees back. And it's like, great, a system that worked well in the first place that you got rid of for no good reason, <laughs> you're bringing back, and all the abilities yeah. that I used to already have are not part of this stupid system again. Well, but, hey, I mean, at least uh, you'll have something new to explore. You got all the, the dragon stuff. People like dragons, right? You know? Um, Game of Thrones going strong again, so maybe some of that will rub off on World of Warcraft and people will get but I, f- I feel like this has been one of those where, like, you haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, well, you're not, you don't follow the right people, let's yeah. say. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are playing, like, Warcraft right now, or, you know, WoW right yeah, now. Yeah, right, so, right now. And the, the weird thing is that people seem more excited to, like, play Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, oh, the like, classic? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it is cool to get to have that nostalgia again. I saw I saw a great video. I think it was like a month ago. Uh, do you follow Asmogold at all? Probably. Not. I, I know who that is. I don't follow. Yeah, he's like a wild streamer, pretty primarily. Yeah. But he was he was watching someone else's video. They were doing a, a raid dungeon, and it was like the last time they could do it because the server was switching to the Wrath of the Lich King, and this sword dropped that everyone wanted. Like it barely ever drops. It had like point five percent chance to ever drop. Everyone wanted it. The guy who won it, it's for a, it's for a character that can't actually wear it or can't use it. And he <laughs> got it for transmog purposes. Yeah. Like, which is like two expansions down the road or maybe three. Eesh. And, you know, it's like, oh, by the time Mr. Pandaria classic hits, then I can use this thing. Not even use it, just be able to like wear it. Like, I can't believe we're talking about possibly going to Mr. Pandaria Classic. Like, at some point, don't you just, it doesn't it just stop being classic? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I think, I think Cataclysm would be like the last one because that's like the one before the big, uh, you know, Continental Shift or, you know, before, the, before yeah. they did everything screwed to it. 
I mean, and it's also weird to think that Pandaria was like 10 years ago as well. It's like, man, what a made to make you feel uh, yeah. old at this point. <laughs> I think I already beat that one. So. Yeah, yes, you did. I remember that. Um, but that being said, at least, uh, you know, Blizzard does have some positives going for it. We'll see how Overwatch is perceived and how World of Warcraft is perceived as well. Um, speaking of new things, EA trotted out something new this week as well. Uh, it's called Wild Hearts. It's being made in collaboration with Koei Tecmo. It's under the EA Originals banner. Um, so that's another positive because almost everything EA Originals, maybe except Lost and Random, has had some kind of uh, fluff behind it or it gets well received. I lost a random just kind of felt like it came out because it came around in a lot of other things and just nobody really played it. But I, this looks cool. It's like a Monster Hunter type game. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of I don't think Western studios understand what makes Monster Hunter tick, even though this is like being developed by an Eastern studio like, you know, EA is going to ruin it. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, microtransactions. Have they said that that's going to be in the game? Because damn. Uh, they they don't say that about any of their games, but somehow they always are. So, like I, I don't know. I just I would hope not that you're gonna put back you know market transactions in that game. Like at least let it live a while first. Um, or to be like, oh, you you know, you want a better sword? Take out this monster, right? Well, I'll pay us 50, fifty cents. There you uh, go. They'll they'll figure out a way to do ultimate team, but. With monsters. I will say, you know, it's cool. Like it's a different, you know, setup, I think, than Monster Hunter. It's more of a looks like you're, I guess, guy with a sword chopping down or uh, umbrella <laughs> chopping down uh, these big monsters. I will agree. I don't think it's going to have that life blood that, you know, Monster Hunter has. Obviously, Monster has the being a franchise that people know these monsters, they're waiting for these big bosses. Plus, you know. this doesn't look like particularly like multiplayer focused. Right, yeah. Like a single player Monster Hunter. I mean, that could be interesting in a way. Yeah, it, it might be better that way. And you also build like, stuff as well. So it's like Fortnite and Monster Hunter. <laughs> That's interesting too. Like, you don't see that a lot. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could work. I'm, right. I'm kind of sort of intrigued, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, all the monsters look cool and everything uh, as well. But Oh, there's the two of the guys or three of the guys. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll have some multiplayer, but I think that's yeah. a very, people already know what they like. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot for Capcom to be able to, like, refine it when they made World. And even then, like you said, the, like, the online wasn't the best um, Still isn't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what EA has up their sleeve with this. Um, but it does look interesting, at least for being an, a new IP. And it's coming out, you know, really quick, coming out next year, February 17th. So, yeah, we shall see. I'm sure they will have more on it probably towards the end of the year or early next uh, for sure. We do know that uh, the UK did actually arrest the... GTA 6 hacker. Uh, apparently, he's a 17-year-old that lived in Oxfordshire. Well, he's the presumed GTA 6 hacker. Right. I don't want to, you know, be naming 
someone when this is alleged right now. Um, so this happened pretty much last week at this point. Hey, at least they caught him quick. Yeah, and I'm sure he's not the only guy. Like I'm sure he's working with like a team or something. Yeah, it feels like if you're hacking other people that weren't just Rockstar, it's not just one person. That's got to be like a team. Also Uber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Uber and what DoorDash as well and other uh, places. Yeah, I think Uber and Rockstar were like teaming up to be like, a, "Please, let's let's get this guy." <laughs> don't don't want to deal with uh, this happening any any further. What do you make of the whole uh, uprising of Cyberpunk all of a sudden with these crazy Steam concurrents that have been happening? Y'all people are going to be sorely disappointed when you actually play the game when you get like right, deep yeah. into it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Edge Runners has done a lot to the point where I'm almost intrigued to play the game. But um, if the digital sale ever gets down to under thirty, uh, or I may just go buy the freaking physical one. That yeah, that's like five 10 bucks. bucks. Or 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah, like come on. Because yeah, just to just to play it and see what it's like. I love the world of the anime enough. Like I think the world's interesting. Is just like what you guys have said of the gameplay is. Always makes you be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I uh, granted, it, it was a while since I played it, and it's pro. Ho- I would hopefully been patched yeah, by then. Cool. But like, I had a mission. There's a mission in the game where you get like infected by a virus, and like the next mission, you basically like f- cured of it. Except it bugged out on me, so my UI was like constantly screwed up, like for the rest of the game. Oh wow. Like when someone calls you, like a little video window pops up on like the low, the upper right left, sorry, upper left hand corner, like displaying who's talking to you. And throughout my entire time with that game, it was constantly glitched out. And it's like this was only supposed to be happen during this like one mission. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I remember you well, guys talking like, about so many bugs at the beginning. At the yeah, beginning I know. Of the I, know uh, I know Jeff started playing it again. He tried to like pretty recently, and he played it for like five hours and he was like this is more busted than i remember like he was amazed how broken it still was and it wasn't even like he was trying to like i mean he was trying to do dumb shit like the whole cross save or cross save stuff like transferring saves from like the pc to the ps5 and it's like i wouldn't right i wouldn't trust that to begin with personally but even like gameplay stuff with him was still broken like all of his guns like disappeared and he could not get them back and it's like that's that's real great. Well, I mean, it's not deterring people that are playing the crap out of it on Steam. It's been over a hundred thousand players for what well, several weeks now, breaking The Witcher 3's all time player count at one point. Um, it's attracting one million players daily. So, I mean, quite a redemption for CD Projekt. Yeah, but uh, again, I, I think too little, too late, and you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's positive for whenever the that expansion comes out, then more people have played it and they might be interested in that. Right. But, yeah, I agree with you. Will this make them reconsider making games in that universe again? Who knows? Maybe. But it does show them, hey, if you would have come out with a game like this originally, imagine how much people would have really loved it. Yeah, or that worked in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, hey, at least, uh, you know, if... Cyberpunk showed that if your game isn't well remembered or doesn't play very well, you can go and make a Netflix anime about it and people will love it all of a sudden again. 
Uh, Animusha is hoping for the same fate. It has been a long time since I heard somebody talk about this game series. PS2 two days, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be 3D CGI with hand-drawn backgrounds. Um, it's given, you know, using modern-day animation technology. I mean, that's cool. I'm I'm all for having more video game properties be animes or, you know. Except for the case of Shenmue. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, it's not like Shenmue was bad. It's just, um, I think, uh, what, HBO Max... It's taken off, or Warner Bros. You know, Discovery's taken off of there. So, um, I think people wanted a season two. They just, it, I guess, it didn't get enough support to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. Not sure. But, uh, yeah, anime is a good medium for, you know, most of the games. Do you think they'll get genre for uh, Onimusha season three? Uh maybe. Let's, let's hope. Yeah. We can, can use the money probably. All right. <laughs> Why not? Uh, also, PS Plus games for October have already been announced. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed is the PS5 one. Uh, Injustice 2 and Super Hot are the PS4 ones. So you can start unlocking those on October 4th. I think I already have Injustice 2 on PS4 before. So yeah, that's I've been, been on there before. Right. Um, Super Hot has been on there as well before. Um, but those are two really good games. So, and I've heard really good things about Hot Wheels Unleashed. So there's yeah, that surprisingly as well. so. Or, uh, that's in contrast to the Games for Gold's uh, lineup, which we're is doing that. <laughs> yeah, it, they officially this is the first month that they're not doing any more 360 games. Uh, there's only the two Xbox One games uh, right now. Uh, but I think it's like, what is it? Uh, Unbound. I had it up here and I didn't uh, keep it. I was like, oh, I don't know if we were going to talk about it, but um, Unbound, Inbound or Unbound, Windbound, sorry, and then Bomber Crew Deluxe Edition. All of the hits. Yep. Not, not, not great there. Uh, a $45 value if you want to download those at all. Hey, you can still get, well, you can't at the time of this airing, but you could get Portal 2. Um, as part of the last 360 before. Yeah. So there's that at least. But it constantly goes on. It's like on sale for like five bucks all the time. Not really a big loss if you don't pick it up at this point. Uh, you'll be able to get it at some point again. Uh, and just to go into what we've been playing, uh, because Daniel brought it up, I think it was last week, and they hadn't done the full reveal um, at that point. So I kind of like... And I feel bad uh, for Daniel. Like he was trying to give me high, give me high for something that I like, and I kind of poo pooed it and it uh, because I thought it was really going to be a novelty. But then actually finding out that they put all of the like scanned all the actors like that makes it more worthwhile, I think. Um, and the fact that you can use them in like manager career mode and all in the modes and stuff like that, it's not just a novelty. You want to talk about what, 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 what happened first? <laughs> yeah. Ted, uh, Ted Lasso, I'm sorry, is in putting the FIFA 23. Daniel mentioned it last week. It was sort of like one of those things that they were talking about. It wasn't like made official yet. And then another one of those things that gets announced, like pretty much right after we did the episode, they show off like, 
pretty much all the actors are scanned in and you can use the whole team and everything. And of course, Ted Lasso is your coach and uh, beer is there and everything. So that's pretty cool. Like, you know, they added the the women's teams. They're probably going to add more leagues as uh, the year goes on. You know, you're, they're going to add the World Cup stuff, which is coming up pretty soon. And then they add uh, Ted Lasso, which is, you know, prepping up for the last season, season three. So the the fact that we're getting like everybody, that's pretty awesome to me. So I will probably use them in a career mode at some point. It's the last hurrah. Yeah, why not? Uh, the last hurrah for FIFA as well, which uh, I've been playing. The review code came pretty much at the end of the embargo. <laughs> so didn't have to worry about that. But it was like, I think, a day or two left in the preview. So if you've gotten the Ultimate Edition... Uh, you were already playing it even before me, but it's um, it's more FIFA. Uh, the power shot that they have is pretty cool. Uh, I will say that that comes in with that Hypermotion Two stuff. I've like I really enjoy using it, and actually makes it fun to try to pull one of those off. And then the big cutscene you get afterwards as well makes it seem like this big thing, which that's always great when you add in a new feature and it's something that you know you actually can get excited about so um the other one i haven't really tested out yet but right now i don't really know how to feel about the game because i know that they're gonna it probably already got passed like i'm i'm sure as soon as i boot it up uh i'm gonna have to download that day one patch that is gonna change the way the game plays because right now it actually feels like it plays slow and methodical and you can actually think about what you're doing and you have to actually play it like soccer think two or three moves ahead of what you're wanting to do um i did play as uh the chelsea women's team to start out because it it, they have this new like training center thing this year that like helps you get better at the game uh and i thought you know playing as the women was just as fun um you can tell the difference in how they move and everything um, but it's, it's cool to, again, to be able to see the women's leagues be introduced just like you see them in the NBA 2K now with the women as well. So, um, I'll have to play it more. I've only played manager mode so far. Um, the only real difference that I've noticed with that is the, they have new like presentation stuff, but, and then also like they grade your transfers now. So if you're, if you paid too much, for somebody, it will give you a failing grade. It's not gonna like take the play away from you or anything like that, but it like basically lets you know that you suck at negotiating and you could have saved this much money if you would have been in a better negotiator. So it kind of does show you how you can do better at transfers. Um, so that's kind of helpful as well. Um, but probably next week I'll be able to like give more of an opinion on some of the newer stuff and everything else. But it's been fun so far. And ready to play that, and when the World Cup stuff comes, that'll be even more fun. So yeah. that's uh, and I play more Soul Hackers as well. Um, Still love it. Uh, I got to the Soul Matrix, and well, that's something. Yeah. Uh, so if I, I mean, I like like the art design and the characters are like really well done and whatever. It's just like those worlds are just so blah, you know, and then even worse is the soul matrix feels even more like just there, you know, it's like an and unfinished level. 
kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels like an unfinished level. And then also like there's I'm like, okay, cool, I got this thing that um I helps me great. But then I'm like, oh, you can keep going because my demon level is way higher than the what you know you're at at the you know, if you've done if you've done a lot of battles and you've done a lot of the stuff before you get to that first soulmate, since your demon level should be high. So I could, I think I got through the first two uh, sections and I was just like, I got through that first one and I was like, ah, uh, can I get out of here? Cause I really don't want to keep doing this. <laughs> like I want to just go to the next part of the story or, or whatever. That might be a little bit more interesting uh, than this part. Yeah. The fun part of it, the soul making stuff is like the doors are tied to the character unlocks. Yeah, exactly. Level. And that's terrible. <laughs> So why do you say that? Because don't you really... You're gaining levels pretty much as long as you keep doing stuff in the game, so... Yeah, but you can screw yourself a little if you, like, side with one character too much. Oh, okay. I didn't. Or, I I mean, they were pretty balanced, but you can have, like, one character be, like, level 100, and you can have the other character be, like, level 60. Really? How do you do that? Because don't you use them all? I mean... No, because you're not gaining levels. Not not character level. I mean, like, the social level. Right, the... uh Uh-huh. The social levels. And it's only gained through the story or through like the hanging out options or like conversation. Right. So, so like I said, if you decide with like, you know, arrow too much to the detriment of the other two, then they will be underleveled. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what it is then. And like you can't, you basically can't platform or platinum that game in one go through. You have to do two. Right. Because like you have to plat, like to get like one trophy, you have to have a soul level of 200. And oh gosh! Like, wow. I finished it with 100 for each character. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was sweating that because, like, one I think it was the, the not era, but the other guy, like, he was like 85 or something. So I'm like, I'm hoping there's a few more conversations before this game ends, or I'm going to be screwed. Yeah, and thankfully there was, but there's no like easy way or repeatable way to like grind out that type of level. Oh, okay. So you um, would have to play it again to get that. Right. Here's a hot tip for you also. You know how you can learn spells or abilities in the Soul Matrix? Like, the uh, Ringo has like a little avatar in there as well he can like talk to. Yeah. Learn, uh, I think it was uh, Milady's, I think it was her abilities. One lets you run quicker. In oh, that would be helpful. <laughs> in, any, in anything, really. Like, it just requires like 8 MP or something, which is like nothing. Uh, and another one lets you, uh, basically does away with all enemies that are low, lower level than you. Oh, that would be great. Cause I feel yeah. like I'm constantly running into something every yeah. time I move. So, right. It's like, oh, enemy, so, enemy. And you can, and you can use both of them at the same time. So oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that's a hot tip. So, <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Um, so what have you been playing there? Uh, he gave me a, a review code for Steamroll Dig. Not Steamroll or Dig. Uh, Shovel Knight Dig. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I played it for like an hour when he gave it to me, or like that, that night. And then the next day I beat it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it is a roguelike, so I didn't, I didn't 100% it, but I did beat it or got to the last area and beat the last boss, which I was really surprised at. Yeah. Because normally when you start that game, you only have like four life. Uh, and you might, you know, increase your like level or your health by like one or two pips or maybe even three. 
but one run, I had like 15 life. <laughs> yeah. So, so I it, it, if someone doesn't know what this is, it is a it. platformer. It is rogue light platformer based on Shovel Knight, but instead right. of instead of going to the left or going to the right, you are go- digging down into this mine. Uh, or there are different like biomes for the mine. Like there's like a forest and like a mushroom thing. Uh, and you're facing bosses after like there are three levels per area. And after the third area, you fight a different night boss, like Mushroom Knight, or the last boss is Drill Knight. And then you, if you beat them, then you dig down further. <laughs> and you collect, okay. you, you collect gold uh, or gems along the way. When you die, some of that gets taken away from you, but you're free to, like, you're free to spend your gems on upgrades for your character, like permanent upgrades, or unlocking new armor, or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really surprised when I beat it. <laughs> Let's say that. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> Does it make you want to go back and play it more? Or? So, the, the one thing that kind of interests me a little is there are different armor sets. You can swap out or you can buy and swap out. I unlocked, like, two when I when I played the game or maybe even three. Only one is useful. But there's, like, eight or nine options. And I looked up, like, where the other six works. I thought, like, I assumed, like, when I beat the game, I, I, I don't like, like, a different one. Or, like, hey, you can play as the boss or you right. can play as, like, his character. I was like, that might be cool. No. Like, to unlock the other six, it's all esoteric shit. Like, that the, like unless you run up on it, you'd have no idea what, what you're doing. It's like, oh, yeah. in the mushroom area, there are occasional blue mushrooms. And if you hit enough of them, a pathway will open and there'll be an armor set in there. And I'm like, the game does not tell you this at all. Like, <laughs> And I, I mean, I guess that's a roguelite tradition of like, you know, binding of Isaac isn't exactly like transparent with shit either, but right. You know, nothing, nothing in this game would tell you what that you, that you can do that. Or there's like a big drill machine that is like constantly chasing you through the mine. Like you can't like hang out too much in it or also does kill you. And I guess there's like an armor set on that thing. Like you can like somehow jump up to it in like the last level and there's like an armor piece you can get or armor schematic. And it's like, I, I would never have like figured that out or done that because all the game tells you to do is run away from this damn thing. So yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, if you like Shovel Knight, I, I don't know if I actually like the mechanics of Shovel Knight that much though. Like the combat is fine, but. Right. Platforming is like weird because you automatically do that pogo thing, and I kind of wish it yeah, was just exactly. kind of a button, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. I'll have the review done in a few days, probably. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, uh what else was I playing that I can't remember? You right played now? Live Alive. Yeah, I just got that today. Actually, uh, it's forty bucks, and it was a new copy, so I was kind of surprised at that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, there are eight characters to play as, and I already, I guess I beat one of the stories. I beat the wrestler one. Oh, okay, yeah, the wrestler. Which, which I guess is maybe the shortest one because it only took me like forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's some that are like you know two hours. Some that are, yeah, you know. it's inter- it's interesting. I'll say that. Like, I know every the game does a pretty poor job at explaining some mechanics of it. Let's say, <laughs> like. 
there's like, oh, then this bar above you is filled, then you can do an action. I'm like, okay, I get that, but you didn't tell me how to move my character at all. So yeah, but he, isn't each one different though? So yeah, that's another problem or another fun thing I'm going to discover is yeah, every character plays differently yeah. because they all have different different basically jobs. So yeah, the wrestler one he would learn moves by being attacked by other wrestlers or other fighters. So that's kind of interesting. Like he's yeah. like trying to go like one one of these guys in particular was a pain in the ass because they're trying to goad him into like attacking me because he had three moves I could learn and I learned two and he's like near dead and I'm just going like attack me with this third move so I can learn it and then kill you you know <laughs> and I eventually did get it but yeah it's cool I'm I'm kind of curious more now to try the SNES version uh yeah I know it has been like you know localized by someone let's say right yeah and a local but, store actually has like a copy of it, like the, a reproduction copy. So I may try to track that down. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, I mean, that's one game that I have on my list of when I start paring down things that I want to buy, like, just because I, uh, you know, it apparently inspired Octopath Traveler. And also, oh yeah, you know? it, yeah. It reminded me a lot of Speaking in uh, Three, actually, also because that was a game that had like. Well, three main protagonists, let's say, and then three additional ones, and they all had like right. interconnecting stories. And I know this one, this one does culminate in like all your characters meeting up somehow. Yeah, even though they all, you know, one's a one's a caveman and one's in, from like a robot in the future. So, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's cool that they did do that uh, where they made it all different, and you know that's positive. Yeah, at least. Uh, anything else? Uh, still screwing around with GTA Five, some. <laughs> well, just, I, I'm really that bored, you know. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! I think I oh, forgot you... to mention it. I, I, well, I mentioned it last week, but I did beat that uh, Ragnarok DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, okay, and yeah, you did. The credit sequence for that thing is so goddamn long. <laughs> my God, was like, there anything at the end that was worth? No, it it's just like dumps you back. I mean, you could skip it, obviously. But it just right. jumps you back into like the main world again, and it's like, holy crap! Like Avengers: Infinity War or you know Endgame, the credit the credits were like far shorter in that thing. <laughs> uh, this thing was this thing was like the credits were like twenty six minutes. Yeah, and it's like holy hell! Like I don't need to know who did like the Korean translation, or you know, like if you want to have it in there for Korea, go ahead. But yeah, come on, guys. So. Yeah, it was a funny moment. Well, um, all right. I guess we will start wrapping it up here. So I mentioned that pretty much uh, the big game coming out this week is going to be Overwatch 2. Um, so I'm sure Mark might have some thoughts. Um, Ever play it. <laughs> if he does play it, uh, Alfred How- that Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo game that I feel like got announced a while ago uh, comes out for console. Um the this uh chaos head noah chaos which is like a visual novel that apparently is too spicy for steam and they had to censor it uh but apparently on switch it's like a little bit less uncensored i don't know uh it's just something i saw roaming around there um that nickelodeon kart racers 3 also comes out in the no man's sky comes out on switch 
as well. So if you've been when waiting to play that on Switch, yeah, the best platform to play it on, I'm sure. Then go see that seventy dollars Skyrim on Switch also, and and then to find out that Nintendo's publishing it as well, right? So Nintendo is definitely adding the Switch tax onto that. My God, seventy dollars for an old game there. I'm sure it won't run that well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely sure it won't. Uh, but we'll see. They've done miracles again with uh, Switch. Apparently, the near version of Switch runs really well. So, yeah, we shall see how that goes. Um, and and you've been watching anything? Uh, uh, actually, I mean, it's an old show. I've been watching that Fallen Skies show. <laughs> oh, okay, I. So what it what is it about for someone like me who does not? I mean, it's think. alien invasion kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, I like a lot of the actors in it personally, like uh, Will Patton and Noah. Get the guy's last name. And it has like <laughs> decent production values. Like Yen doesn't like it because he thought it was too low brow or too low budget. But all he likes is like anime and anthology stuff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does he know, right? Um, uh, I think it's. It's perfectly fine. It's not great, but I'm, I just started season four and it's picked up on Blu-ray, so that's kind of why. All right, fair enough. I assume you're watching Andor. I have not. I've watched the first episode of Andor, and then I can't get myself to watch the rest of it. It's like I don't know. It's just not. I don't. I don't blame you. Vibing, vibing with me right now. Um, I, maybe when House of Dragons over, and I don't have a show to be hyped for or something. I think I'll my my philosophical problem with Andor is I didn't like Rogue One to begin right. with. Uh, they were explaining something in Star Wars that doesn't didn't need to be explained. Andor is like the continuance of that. Like they're further explaining exactly. something that. Okay, well, good thing we were at the end anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for uh, listening, watching, and bye bye.